Friends, as you are surely aware, Lionel Messi has suffered a massive amount of blood loss recently. First, he fell on his head and cut his cheek open as Barcelona were eliminated from the Champions League by Juventus. Then, just four days later during El Clasico, he was elbowed in the mouth, making it look like he lost a cherry pie eating contest. As someone who once saw a doctor, I can tell you that having blood in your body is a very important component of scoring goals, even for an alien like Lionel Messi. So we here at the Dirty Tackle Podcast are launching a blood drive to ensure that Messi never runs out of the crimson fluid. Whether your blood type is Cristiano positive or Cristiano negative, donate today. Just put some blood in a plastic bag, put a stamp on it, then stamp on it, then drop it in the mail, and it'll probably get to him eventually. We'll be donating throughout the show. My nose is currently bleeding down my face right now, and it's going pretty good. I've got a nice flow going, so please join us in donating blood to Lionel Messi. He needs it. The Dirty Tackle podcast lives. The response to episode one was so great. We love doing it. And let's face it, the world needs another football podcast. So we're going to keep it going on our own. But we need your support. Go to patreon.com slash dirty tackle to contribute and keep the show alive. I'm Brooks Peck, co-founder and editor of Dirty Tackle and whatahowler.com. And I'm back with my two co-hosts, Ryan Bailey and Theo Messi. Ryan, how are you? What are you wearing? And how are you donating your blood? That's a lot of questions. I'll start off with, I'm fine. Uh, I'm going to donate blood in the way that Alexis Sanchez probably would. I'm going to have Christian Fuchs throw a throw on in my face until blood starts pouring out. That's the way I'm going to collect it in my plastic bag. And as for what I'm wearing, I'm going to be very careful not to be wearing the shirt I'm wearing now because I don't want to get blood on it. It's my Sampdoria shirt. Ah, now, I don't know if you ooh. guys are aware, but um, back in 1992, soccer was invented. Um, <laughs> it was invented by Sky TV, by Rupert Murdoch. It meant that he invented the Premier League too, and everything started then, but it meant that the Premier League was put on satellite television, which only very rich people in England had. Arsenal fans. So all we had to watch was Serie A, Italian soccer. So I started to pick an Italian team. I went for Sampdoria because they had that stadium, which in all four corners has those like Tuscan villa looking things. It looked really cool. That's why. And I like blue. I look lovely in blue. Those are terrific reasons. Hey, Brooks, what are you wearing? What blood are you going to give and how are you going to give it and all that kind of stuff? <laughs> so I, I really planned well today. While the blood is flowing, I wore a red shirt, so it all blends in nicely. Um, I'm wearing my Freddie Adu era Monaco wow. warm-up shirt in honor of them reaching the uh, Champions League semifinals. And in honor of Freddie Adu getting his career back underway in Bolivia, I believe. If you say so. I mean, why? yeah. I, I think I he's making it. a run to 2018. Bruce Arena loves him. Let's get it going. Definitely. Yeah, let's, I'd love to see it. So the blood's going. The red shirt's going. It's, it's all in sync. I'm doing good. Uh, Theo, back from the Football Witness Protection Program, getting your special exemption to do, do the podcast. Yep, my bracelet is ringing off on my ankle, but I'm here anyways. Uh, <laughs> I'm doing all right. I... I'm wearing some Leo Messi tattoo sleeves in solidarity for the blood drive. 
Um, wow, nice. That's good. And I think I'm going to go to London and just have Antonio Conte scream in my face until I bleed out of my ears sufficient amounts. And <laughs> that'll be how I donate my blood, and we'll go from there. That'll do the trick. I think that would be successful. It shouldn't take too long for the blood to start coming out. <laughs> Ironically, though, if you get tattoos, you can't give blood. That's why Ronaldo doesn't have any, apparently. I heard that. I don't know if that's true, but I, I heard that is the case. Yeah. Well, we'll choose to believe it. Why not? So, Cristiano, give Messi some blood. You know, you owe him that much. Yeah, don't be a dick about it. At give least. him some blood. Just exactly. bleed on him a Come little on. bit. <laughs> Just a little. I don't know if that's how that process works. Well, but it sounds it about might... as official as the process you outlined in the intro, so that's enough blood. Moving on. There will be blood. Moving on. First up, we have our Dirty Tackles of the Week. Once again, this is why we're here to deliver our vicious takedowns to the most deserving assholes in the football world. Taking them down. Ryan, what is your dirty tackle of the week? My dirty tackle of the week, Brooks, is going to be delivered straight to Manchester United's players and the manner in which they wore uh, Zlatan Ibrahimovic and Marcos Rojo's names on the back of their shirts during the warm-up for the Burnley game What's wrong last with that? weekend. What's wrong with that? It's the same thing that was wrong with uh, when Ilkay Gundogan got an injury and Man City basically held a mock funeral. It was like he died. He it's did. Like, he died for a few ridiculous. minutes and they brought him back from the dead. It was like an episode of The Leftovers. It was lit. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, th- I just find this absolutely cringeworthy, totally over the top. The guys have got injuries. They're, they're millionaires. They're going to be okay. Let's not worry about them. We don't need to give dedications to them. Uh, Marcos Rojo, I understand. I- I'm with you there. But it's Zlatan. He scored like all of their goals this season. Losing him is losing the entire team. The entire team. Right, and, and it was interesting to see Wayne Rooney wearing a Rojo shirt, by the way. I think he actually tried to pick up the Rooney shirt, but he doesn't actually know uh, how to spell Rooney. <laughs> but uh, It's close enough. The, the thing is with this, Brooks, is where do we go from here? If this is the kind of reaction we get with players getting injured now, where does it go? If, like, Willian catches a cold in the future, are we going to have a candlelight vigil for him? What if, like, Hector Bellerin gets a paper cut? Are we going to club together and release a charity single well, for him or something after what he did to his hair i think he needs some support but we'll get to that later <laughs> he changed it back actually oh, no, already no. i saw i think he saw a twitter poll that said he's an idiot and then he just changed it back so good for him well hold that thought on the hair because we're gonna dive into that deeper but guys in all seriousness looking at this manchester united shirt wearing incident this happened the day after ugo Ejio died the top he was a Tottenham coach he was an Aston Villa legend in the 90s that was something which was that you know they they celebrated his life at Aston Villa and at Tottenham on the weekend and then you have this incident at Man United it just seems to trivialize it a little bit so I to get serious for a second I really don't like this kind of thing anyway that's my dirty tackle Brooks what's yours all right mine isn't quite so serious I don't know if you guys saw but Milan were recently sold to a Chinese investor group by Silvio Berlusconi Mr. Bunga Bunga himself he owned the club for 31 years, won 29 trophies, eight Serie A titles, five European Cups. You know, he had a great run. It didn't end so well the last few years, but doing pretty good. So the new owners, they offered him the role of honorary president. A nice gesture. They didn't have to do that, but it didn't work out. So they asked his brother, Berlusconi's brother, Paolo, who was a, a vice president of Milan, why he didn't accept the position. And so Paolo says, he did ask if he could have a dialogue with the coach, maybe give him some suggestions, but he was told he couldn't, so he preferred to give it a clean break. What? On what planet does the honorary president get to, like, advise the coach? 
he's totally overestimating his his value to to the club over those 31 years. I mean, he didn't win those trophies because of his his tactical know-how. He won it because of his money. He had smart people running the club. And now he wants to be this like key advisor to uh to the coach. It's it's ridiculous. So he needs to go away. I think it's generous. He's like, you know, the least I can do is provide my non-expert advice on football to the guy <laughs> that we're probably playing $10 million to coach the team. What's he going to say? Like, get some prostitutes in the locker room? What, what would his advice possibly be? Yeah, rig the vote. Well, the way I see this one, he's probably just used to tottering down into the dressing room. He's probably been doing it for two decades at Milan, walking in and giving his suggestions and everyone just going, yeah, thanks, Silvio. Yeah, we appreciate it. Why don't you go and have sex with your secretary now? Very good. Very good. <laughs> and they're just not just ignoring him and letting him walk out the room and they can't really do that anymore with the new owners. That's, that's how I'm interpreting this. He just wants to keep doing what he's doing. He can't, so he's going to give it a clean break. I think you're probably right, but Arrivederci, Silvio. Bunga bunga on your own. <laughs> Theo, what is your dirty tackle of the week? Uh, my dirty tackle of the week is directed towards a pretty classic adversary, the FA, the English Football Association. Um, I, I have a problem with this 18-month ban that they've placed on Joey Barton's head today, um, mainly because he's been such a great source of content for dirty tackle over the years. And if he does, in fact, <laughs> have an 18-month ban, it's a loss that's for a huge loss for the site. I don't know if we'll be able to continue. Um, but here's the thing, guys. So he's been yeah. banned 18 months, right? Look at some of these other bans that the FA has handed out over the years. Suarez for racism, eight games. Thatcher on Pedro Mendez, nine games. Decanio the ref, 11 games. Cantona kicking a fan in the face, nine months. Joey Barton for placing a measly 1,260 bets on matches of football. Gets banned 18 months. <laughs> that was it? And essentially his career is over. Travesty. I do that before lunch. Hang on, Theo. I think you're slightly playing down the effect of these bets. There's 1,260 bets. I've run the math there. It was between March 2006 and May 2016. That's about two and a half bets per week. And he's admitted several times he's betted on his own team to lose. You can kind of see the problem. Only, sure. only 30 times did he do that. Only 30 and he, times. And his oh, word, and he well, says that, you know, he wasn't fixing the matches. He was just betting. He knows he played for shit sides. He's a smart guy. He's the modern <laughs> Napoleon of football. Let the guy cook. Let him make some extra money. <laughs> well, the big thing here is, what if Joey Barton bet on himself getting banned? Oh, then he's a genius. That might have been. And he's like the pie guy. That's the grand scheme. Yeah. <laughs> this was like the uh, Kaiser Soze long con by... By Joey Barton. Yeah, he's nailed it. We've known he's a genius from day one. Well, at least one. he's got time to write his novel now anyway. All right, I think that's a pretty good group of Dirty Tackles of the Week, guys. I think we doled out some injuries. I think we're going to have to wear... Some, I think next week we'll have to wear some t-shirts in honor of these people that we, nope. we injured. Nope. Nope. <laughs> nope. Are you tired of your team flirting with relegation? Do you want them to stay in a division where they lose most weeks instead of moving down to one where you'll see them win all the time? Do you play for Middlesbrough? If so... You'll need the latest product from a man who knows how to keep a team in the top flight. Sam Allardyce's Relegation Away Spray. Hi, I'm Sam Allardyce. You might know me from my excellent work with Bolton, Blackburn, West Ham, Sunderland, Crystal Palace and drinking pints of wine while being covertly filmed. I've developed a miracle new product that will guarantee your team isn't relegated. It's bloody marvellous. Traditionally, I've got success all the time when I've tried to earn money from things outside of management. It always works, and this product is no exception. Spray some relegation away today. It's like Febreze for shite football teams. 
Relegation Away's miracle formula contains revolutionary ingredients like gravy, Alan Pardew's tears, water from the toilet of the downstairs bathroom at Allardyce's home, Kayla the Crystal Palace Eagle's distilled urine, more gravy, and up to five of Lee Cattermole's bodily fluids. Sam Allardyce's Relegation Away. Rid yourself of the stench of the bottom three with the stench of a man who eats four Kit Kats for breakfast. And if you don't like it, you can fuck off. All right, guys, there's a lot of fake news out there these days. But to paraphrase a disgusting pig in a book I was once made to read at school, not all fake news is created equal. In this segment, we're searching for the true headlines in a sea of lies. Brooks, Theo, I present to you... True Aya! True Aya! True Aya! True Aya! True Aya! Yes, yes, true Aya! Thank you very much. It's a simple game, <laughs> this one. I'm going to read you some headlines and you're going to tell me whether the headline is real or if it's fake. Are you ready? Ready. True Aya! That's going to take that as ready. Okay, here we go. First one. Marcus Rashford hasn't made a friend since he was 10 years old. True or false? Oh, <laughs> that's far too sad to be true. What a bizarre. That's awful. What a bizarre thing to write about. How do you even fact that's, check that's that? That's an awful way to start this. This is just so sad. Like, I don't want to end the whole podcast right <laughs> yeah. now. This is awful. I'm going to say false because well, I don't want to cry. Oh. He's obviously a nice guy and he's obviously a very successful soccer player. But, you know, he lived in a sheltered world. He's probably been in a training complex somewhere most of his life. It could, be, it could happen. I, I hope that's not true for everyone's sake. Okay. Not just his, but for everyone. Are you both saying fake? Yes. I, I really hope so. You are both wrong, dickbags. This is true. Oh, um, this is no. a quote from The Telegraph. He gave an interview to The Telegraph newspaper. The quote here is, uh, My group of friends is quite close. I don't bring new people in. Maybe that's a bad thing, but I don't leave myself open to anyone giving them an opportunity to tarnish me. Hmm. The same lads oh. I've been with since I was 7, 8, 9, 10 are the same friends I have now. He hasn't moved on. No, I, I, I kind of okay, get this so now. he has to like an entourage Yeah, I understand. On. It's like a no new friends type deal. Because the way you first phrased yeah. it made it seem yeah. like every day he goes out after training and tries to befriend a bunch of random people in the city and nobody wants to be his friend. <laughs> where he's no, more just like, no, yo, yeah. no, Theo. keep my circle small, like nope. tighter than a period, XXX. Maybe you need to listen with your ears, Theo, because the way I said it was Marcus Rashford hasn't made a friend since he was 10 years old, which is what happened. You're right. Well, I was projecting That makes on it him. sound like he's been trying to. Okay, Like he's been Brooks. giving out like Valentine's Day cards and no one yeah. will give him one like, back. here's a candy gram, <laughs> etc. I'm, I'm an international footballer. I'm the man and nobody wants to be his friend. Hard to believe. No one yeah. choo-choo chooses Marcus Rashford. Anyway, let's move oh. on. Uh, next one for you here. Rafa Benitez hasn't eaten lunch in 16 years. <laughs> Scientifically, no, categorically false that. in every sense of what you just there said. There is no way that is true. Lunch is for wimps. That's what Wait, they say. Wait, okay, hold on. Because just to ensure that you're not trying to trick us yeah. again, could he be having like four breakfasts or something? Yeah. Does that is does, is is he going by some alternate math or something? Is a massive continental uh, brunch not considered lunch? I think it's very <laughs> likely that he's eating four breakfasts, but this one's false. I just made it up. He's Spanish. He probably should be asleep at lunchtime, <laughs> but I'm pretty sure he has lunch anyway. He sleeps through lunch and then eats after at like four. <laughs> Okay, I'm going to keep it on a Spanish bent here. The next one here. Real Madrid have banned 212 of their season ticket holders because they gave up their tickets to Barcelona fans for El Clasico. They sold their tickets to the Ooh. rival team for El Clasico. What do you think? True or false? Wow. Um, that's a major betrayal. I-, I would hope it's false, but I don't know. That could have happened. I mean, money talks. Theo? I'm going to say false um, because... 
you know, American football fans that don't really know much about the sport uh, base everything on this amazing Real Madrid-Barcelona rivalry where, you know, people die over it and Barcelona is a club that, like, God came down and anointed. So this would just mean that all that's not true if a Real Madrid fan were to sell those tickets to a Barca fan. So I'm going to say false. It is false, but only in the fact that I said 212 fans. It was more than that. It was 357. Whoa. This is coming from the Barcelona newspaper Sport. Oh, so it's got to be true. It's got to well, be true. Yeah. It's got to be true. Okay. Uh, they're saying that uh, Madrid confiscated 357 season tickets after the match because they'd sold them to Barcelona fans. It was obvious in the crowd because you could see Barcelona fans spec among the Real Madrid stands there. And they've since tightened up their ticketing policy. They've disallowed the use of season tickets for those bros. And they've reiterated that their season tickets are only to be used by the owner and the owner alone. Naughty, naughty, naughty Real Madrid fans. If that actually yeah, happened. Which it didn't. It was in a newspaper, Brooks. <laughs> it must have happened. Anyway, something else that I'll try and tell you was in a newspaper. This comes from André-Pierre Gignac. Give him a Big Mac. He said... I'd rather die than sign for PSG. Did he say that or didn't he say that? He did say that. Yes, he d- he did. I, be- I believe it. He's a proud man. He has his. It's loyalty. a cool thing Why to say. Why would he say that? And he plays in Mexico, so he probably has lost all sense of like what the media will pick up on or not. So he just let that one fly. <laughs> no, I think I think he's you know he's a free spirit. He'll say what he wants. That's, he doesn't care who he is. That's what I mean. He's got like a margarita. He's down in Mexico. He's chilling. Yeah, yeah, I say true. Uh, it is true. You're quite right, gentlemen. Uh, the full quote here is because obviously uh, Gignac is uh, he, he's from Marseille. Marseille was a club he grew up with, his hometown club. Right. So he doesn't like those fancy Parisians and their hoity-toity fashionable ways. He says, <laughs> I hate Paris Saint-Germain. I'd rather die than sign with them. If PSG offered me 10 times more money, I would not go there. Ya burn, wow. PSG. Ya burn. Take wow, that, modern football. Serious business. We in Mexico getting lit. All right, guys, uh, we've, we've had a wonderful True Are You session. I've got one more for you. This one is a number guessing game, okay? So there's Ooh. a Man United fan out there who's uh, decided to tweet a picture of Luke Shaw to Luke Shaw every single day. And I want you to tell me how many days do you think it was until Luke Shaw replied to this? <laughs> well, I have to recuse myself because this has been me doing that, actually. So <laughs> I have to step back here. All right, Jeff Sessions, you're recused. Theo? I'm going to say 600 days. 600 days? Luke Shaw doesn't seem like he gets on the internet that much. Luke Shaw has a lot of free time. He does, but he he plays Game Boy and doesn't go on Twitter. (laughs) He has a Sega Game Gear. Yo, those things are awesome. That would be cool. Uh, The answer, gentlemen, is uh, actually 59 days. It only took 59 days because Luke Shaw's not been doing much else lately, Uh has he? 59 days was sending literally a different picture of Luke Shaw every day to Luke Shaw. Luke Shaw finally replied, it can end now, my friend. (laughs) I love that. Just like such blunt frustration. So I really overshot that one, huh? You kind of overshot it. (laughs) Yeah, a little bit. uh, Yeah, and, uh, and speaking of overshooting, we've overshot this section. Let's wrap it there. Wenger Out Signs are the cool new thing sweeping the globe, and the Wenger Out Sign Company is your source for the highest quality Wenger Out Signs available. Hi, I'm Dan Dublinski, founder and president of the Wenger Out Sign Company. Our signs have appeared at Coldplay concerts in Bangkok, baseball games in Baltimore, cricket matches in India, and video game competitions in Canada. This is the world's hottest meme right now, and you've got to be a part of it. Who's Wenger and why is he out? 
I don't know. But you need a Wenger out sign, and ours are the best. It's perfect for bar mitzvahs, funerals, and workplace sensitivity meetings. Our Wenger out signs will get you the attention that you deserve. Order your Wenger out sign the next 30 minutes, and we'll even throw in a Wenger out blender and pillow set. A $39.95 value, yours for free. So call the Wenger out sign company now at 1-800-Wenger-Out. That's too long to be an actual phone number, but we already stole your credit card information, and we will get you your sign. That's the Wenger Out Sign Company guarantee. If you want to buy a Wenger Out Sign, we will sell you a Wenger Out Sign. It's the Life Ref. He refs your life. Uh. So you better watch out. Gonna officiate your life. Because you don't play by the rules, but you should. Everyone needs a life coach. But what if it's too late to prevent you from making a terrible mistake? That's where the life referee comes in. Making judgments on questionable occurrences in the football world and booking those who deserve to be punished. We here at Dirty Tackle are the life refs and life linesmen who have the final say on all matters. Guys, are you ready to get this going? Yep. So damn ready. Theo, start us off. What's the first case? Topic one. FIFA president Gianni Infantino, your boy, had already stated that he wanted technology to be used in Russia, and now he has ended any doubt. Speaking at a conference in Santiago, Chile, Infantino said, at the 2018 World Cup, we will have video referees, comma, because so far the results are very positive. If that's not, if that's not strong enough for you, I don't know what is. That was excellent reading of someone else's article, by the way. <laughs> is, that, well is that not allowed? Even the commas. Is that not allowed? Uh, hey, we're, we're, we're the refs. We can make the Seriously, rules here. I'm the life ref. I think you just get caution for that. Yeah, that's fine. Especially when you don't know what you're talking about. So, yeah. So, video replay at the World Cup. Yeah, so give me a call, boys. Brooks, DT, are you down with video replay at the I, World Cup? I think I'm down with video replay. I, I think the refs need some help, and I think, why not? If it'll save us some hand handball goals, some... Hand of God decisions, I say let's go for it. And as an Englishman, I feel like Ryan might be in agreement. Yeah, no? of course. Yeah, uh, the English have been cheated out of winning the World Cup uh, when Diego Maradona punched the ball into the net. So obviously, I am for this kind of thing. And um, generally, I think that technology coming into the game is a good thing. I think we have the technology. Why not use it? Other sports use it. And it's just a bit fun, isn't it? I don't know if you've ever been to like a professional tennis tournament, but when they uh, debate the point, whether the ball's in or out, that's like the best bit of tennis when you go, oh, and everyone's watching the screen. It's the best thing. So I want to have that in soccer as well. I think it'll be brilliant. I also like the goal line decisions. I think that's been a good implementation where they have the video yeah. fake ball where you can see it in relation to line. I love that stuff. So I think it's good. Theo, what was your ruling? Uh, similarly, as an American, um, I was around when we got robbed out of the 2002 World Cup when Greg Berhalter had a handball on the line for Germany. So just like the English... All of us Americans are also in favor. America would have won the 2002 World Cup. We wouldn't have to have this whole conversation <laughs> about if we could now win a World Cup because that already would have been done. It just would be easier for everybody. So yes to technology in all instances. Sounds all right. good to me. I think we're all in agreement. Who's next? All right, gents. I'm going to pick up the mantle here with a topic that might be a bit more divisive. Hector Bellerin's haircut. He debuted it in the FA Cup oh. semifinal against Man City. He's gone for the David Beckham circa 2002 cornrows. Now, uh, I'm going to put my my uh, thoughts here straight on the table. I'm going to allow this. I think it's fine. 
I think it's uh, it's aerodynamic, much better than the previous haircut. He's going to go faster with that hair. You can't deny that. And just think of Aaron Ramsey at the Euros. He had terrible hair, and it made him great. So it's going to happen to Bellerin too. I can't allow this. I This is a straight red. This is a 12-match ban. Jeez. Actually, this should be a 20-match ban. This should be like... What? This, this is bad. 18-month ban. 15-month ban. Yeah, more than Joey You make Martin. it sound like he bet on his own team to lose more than 30 times. And all he did was get cornrows. <laughs> he got some bad advice. I think his teammates were playing a prank on him. He went all in. And it's unfortunate, but it needs to be punished. Brooks, do you think like they all went to the hairdressers together and went, yeah, 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 but Hector, we're all going to do it. I, you just go first. I we're do. all going to do it. Exactly. He he got had and it was it was bad. <laughs> See, th- th- I think this also might justify Rashford's decision not to have new friends. You know, mm. I, th- I think Hector Bellerin needs to be less trusting of his teammates and people who are around him. Yeah. Who needs friends when you get bad hair out of them? That's what we say. Exactly. It's just I have that tattooed on my body. Theo- <laughs> Theo, what's what's your decision here? Um, guys, I, I really hate to to be rational when this is the Dirty Tackle podcast, but then don't. Uh, he's a 22 year old kid who got a, a weird hairstyle. I'm totally fine with it. Um, I think people should be allowed to do whatever they want with their hair, and if it doesn't affect his football, let him play. But we have to look at it. He doesn't have to look at it. We do. This is true. But looking at the guy and knowing what I know about him, he probably looks in the mirror between 10 and 16 hours a day. So he's looking at it more than all of us are. If he can deal with it, I can deal with it. Play on. (laughs) I don't know if you guys saw, but the Copenhagen Derby, big, big match. Bronby versus Copenhagen. Copenhagen. The Bronby fans got a little out of control, started throwing dead rats on the pitch at the Copenhagen players. Like they went for a corner and it started raining dead rats. Like how many are we talking? What's the what's the volume? We're talking like a baker's dozen a here. Baker's dozen of a dead baker's rats. A baker's dozen of dead rats. So yeah. 13 dead yeah. rats. God, yes. that's gross. Like there were a, a good amount of petrified fully dead rats here. Um the grounds, you know, the stewards were picking them up Ugh. by their tails. It, it was just awful. They were eating them, you said? That's gross. Like everyone in that stadium probably has diseases now. Everyone in that stadium probably has rabies and who knows what else. Where did it's, they get them from? Bad. I don't know. I don't want to know. Um, but they got them and they threw them. And they got some good distance on these rats, too. Oh, like, I, I know where throws. they got them from. I know where they got them from. They must have got them from Manchester City's canteen because that's what Fabian Delph eats all the time because he's a, he's, a, <laughs> he's a snake. Do you get it? He's a snake. Oh, little Aston Villa humor. I like it. That's <laughs> what I'm here for. But Bronby fans... This is a red card. We can't have people bringing dead... Why are you bringing dead rats to the stadium? Why is that not being checked at the door? Like, let's filter out the dead rats, please. Once again here, I'm going to let this one go. I think I'm up for a bit of entertaining things being thrown onto the field. As long as it's not going to physically injure anyone. Pig's head, yeah, that's fine. Dead rat, that's fine. What I say to you, Brooks, is he who is without sin may cast the first dead rat. Ryan, would you want dead rats thrown at you? Do you want me to it throw depends on the scenario. Right I have some. P- potentially. I anticipated you your controversial opinion. I, I brought some dead rats. I will throw them at you right now. If you pay me 300 grand a week, you can throw live rats at me right now. <laughs> Probably better. See, th- this is why so many stadiums have those cats that run across the pitch. They're, they're cleaning up the dead rats. Yeah, no rat problems at Anfield. <laughs> That's true, yeah. Anfield cat, where are you? We need you in Copenhagen. Theo, what do you think? Yeah, I'm okay with the dead rats, TBH. 
okay with a dead rat. What is going on here? Yeah, you heard me. Uh, I like a good bit of dead animal put on the pitch. You'll remember back when, you know, Figo transferred from Barcelona to Real Madrid. There was that boar's head. That was maybe a little prettier than a bunch of dead rats. But, you know, we're not all the mega clubs in Spain. I'm okay with a pig's head. We can't fund, you know, the biggest luscious animals to kill and put on the pitch. You got a few dead rats. Let them fly. That actually just happened in Germany this season, too. Someone threw a pig's head at Red Bull Leipzig. They got the pig's yeah, head treatment. I mean, why is that okay and not rats? Yeah, exactly. It's a pig's head. It's you can you can eat that. That's you that's can food. eat dead rats, dude. You cannot eat you dead can. rats. You can. Who's eating a pig's head? You probably should have, but you can. It's a delicacy, pig's head. I'm sure Anthony Bourdain eats pig's head all the time. So do you think the fans were honoring Luis Vega when they threw one at him? They were giving him a delicacy. <laughs> uh, they could have been. Yeah, let's let's go with that. But dead rats, no. We can't have dead rats. Play, oh I, I'm very, Play on. Not see, even a yellow. Advantage to the dead rats. Again, I fully understand Marcus Ratsford's position. I should not have become friends with you guys because dead rats is inexcusable. I don't I don't know like at all. Well now I know I'm getting Brooks for Christmas anyway. Oh this uh, is awful. dead pig's head, because okay, he thinks that's, that's a gift. That's it. We gotta end life ref here. This is just a travesty of of unspeakable proportions. The life ref is ending your life. <laughs> yeah, with dead rats, that'll give you diseases and kill you. Life over. This is terrible. <laughs> life over for the life ref. That's it for episode two of the Dirty Tackle podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks to our producer, Bobo Martino. Bobo! If you want this show to survive, help us spread the word. And please consider contributing to patreon.com slash dirty tackle. Spread the word like dead rats. <laughs> yeah, please don't contribute dead rats. Just money. You can read our nonsense at dirtytackle.net. And on Twitter, I am at BrooksDT. Ryan, what are you? Uh, it's at Amanda Bynes, A-M-A-N-D-A-B-Y-N-E-S. No. See, again, <laughs> that's way too interesting of a, of a Twitter handle. She's famous, dude. Right. You're not famous. Yet. Ever. Potentially. I don't Untie. know. Untie. She was on like Nick at Night and shit. You're just on Bleacher Report. <laughs> oh, wow. Bleacher Report during the day. Yeah. Way to put me in my place, fictional character. What's your Twitter handle? My Twitter handle is at fictional character DT. No, it's at Theo Messi DT. My DMs are still empty, so deflower them at your will. All right, guys, this is the Dirty Tackle Podcast. We'll see you around. Bye.